shattered like you've never been before. The light you knew in a thousand pieces on the floor were so short in times like these when this world drives you to your knees. You think you're never going to get back to the you that used to be. And your heart to be Close your eyes and leave Never shall fall away Step into the light of grace Yesterday's a closing door you don't leave anymore. Say goodbye to where you've been and tell your heart to be again. Beginning, just let that word wash over you. It's all right now. Love, healing hands have pulled you through. So get back up and take Step one, leave the darkness till the sun, because your story is far from over, and your journey just begun. Send your heart to be the same, close your eyes and breathe in, let the shadows fall away, step into the light of grace. Yesterday is a closing door. You don't sleep there anymore. Say goodbye to where you be. And tell your heart to be again. Your heart to be Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Sister Joseph, for that beautiful song. We give God praise. At this time, we will invite Brother Patrick that will come on and give us the word. Happy Sabbath, Brother Patrick, and welcome to the prayer line. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Sister Lisa. And I just want to say happy Sabbath to everyone listening. I'm just so grateful. Another Sabbath is here, and here we are praising and testifying and giving thanks. And I want to join with Sister Lisa and thanking Sister Joseph. And uh, always blessed by her singing and the way the Lord is using her. I'm just so grateful. Praise the Lord. So uh, my week was really a trying week. Um, Reaching out to so many souls. And I'm thanking all those who are praying at times, I will get some prayers sent to me by WhatsApp, you know. 
and some people will pray a prayer for me and they will send a message. Just want to let you know that I am well thankful and appreciative of you just sending these messages to me because it's rather a tough week usually and there's so many souls we're trying to get to and we know we have a long list of people and only God can help us. And I'm asking the Lord to really empower us and to do something significant so we can reach more souls for him. And God also is raising up people and preparing them for the battlefield and to be ready for the outpouring of his Holy Spirit. So I am so grateful. We have done a few deliverance this week and it was draining. And hopefully we'll have the opportunity to interview some of the individuals who were delivered by just praying and asking the Lord to move. I remember today, I have a woman of God from Jamaica, and uh, she's going through a lot. And I ask her the question, what do you have? Do you have any olive oil? And she says, yes, she has some olive oil. She says her head is hurting her, and it's hurting her right now. And I said, okay, do you have some olive oil? And she says, yes. And I said, um, what about, did anybody pray over it? So she told me somebody that prayed over it. So I said, here what? Let's just get some water. Because it's not about any power from us. The power of the living God. So she got the cup of water. And the reason why I tell her to get the cup of water is because if you're not sure who blessed the oil, we have to be careful. We can't just have any and anyone blessing the olive oil. So I prayed over the water and I have her anoint her head with it and have her drinking some of the blessed water. And she said immediately the plane seized and moved to her neck. So I told her to do the same thing. Touch, get the, the water, the anointing water, and touch the back of your head. And I prayed and I rebuked it. And she said, it's gone. All the pain is gone. She's feeling good. It's all gone. That's the power of God. He's the one who deserves the praises. We are only following the principles and the and the, and the promises of Christ that when we pray, things will happen. When we come to the mercy seat, things will happen. And I'm praising God. I'm praising the Lord and blessing him and exalting him and just praising his holy name his goodness and mercies towards me and just seeing the power of God work. Uh, praying for individual is a full-time job. 
and it takes a lot out of you when you pray and pray and ask the Lord to make a breakthrough. Not easy, but I just want to praise God and thank him for his goodness. Tonight, the Lord has given me a word, and it's about giving, being generous. And I'm thanking the Lord. It's a very powerful word, and I'm telling you this because the Lord given this to me, and is the title is, Why is it important to be generous? Why is it important to be generous. And the thing is, we always reason about giving and how we have some people that is so loving and kind and they will give anything they have, give it away. And you know how this came about when the Lord gave me? Um, I was talking to someone and they told me that they know this individual who's so kind. Any amount of money you want to borrow, she will lend it to you or give it to you. And she said, it's unbelievable. They can't believe it that this person will take the last shirt off and give it away. And they are just shocked. So one day they decide to ask the individual, why you're so given? And when they ask the question, why you're so given? They said, you know what? When I was growing up, my dad was the meanest person ever encounter in my entire life. The individual said they will go to bed, the sibling, hungry. And the dad have a lot of money. And he would not spend money to buy food. They will go to bed hungry. Hungry. He will hoard the food, he will hide the food, and they will not eat as children. You know how important it is to have enough food in your home so that people can go and take what they want and eat? I want to tell you that people who watch food and hide food, it's a curse upon them. It's a generational curse that they're carrying where they hide food from their own family, not to mention people that they don't know. How can you be generous to people who you don't know if you hide food from your own family and hide money from your own family? You know how many people died and they realized that their dad or their mom have tens of thousands, millions of dollars, and drive the worst car, have the worst furniture, the worst food. They go to the supermarket and they look for the 
a food that is next to garbage, spoil. They will search around for the cheapest thing. They will shop in the dollar store for everything they go to the dollar store. Did you know that it's a curse? It's a curse. Going to school, we know some people that if they have a dollar and you have nothing, you have no chance of getting five cents from them. No chance. You have some people who are so generous that they will have and they will share everything they have with you. I'm telling you, that's a blessing. Giving is a blessing. It's, a, it's an unbelievable thing. Brethren, it's a blessing. The Lord showed me this and I reflect back on what I heard about this individual whose dad is so mean and she says, when I grow up, I will never be like him. So that's why the individual started to give and become generous. I will never follow that footstep. I refuse. I went to bed hungry. You know when a child went to go to bed hungry, they want to go and even take an apple. And you said no. You gave them a dinner. The dinner is not enough. They are hungry. And you send them to bed without food. They will mark you. I'm telling you, a lot of people are like that. It's a curse. If you go back and look in your great-grandfather, your grandmother, they were doing the same. It's a curse that needs to be broken. I'm telling you, giving is a blessing. Giving is a gift that God gives people. And the devil comes and some people are so tight. They don't give a dime to their own family. Lord of mercy. This is heavy duty I'm sharing with you tonight. If you find yourself in this position, take stock. It's a curse. You're hiding all the money. Your church needs money to build because there's a time coming when this money will have no use to you. You can give for the cause of the gospel. You can give so that others may be rich. Lord, when I see how this ministry, a few people donate to this ministry. And as we receive it, we receive call. Um, I asked Sister Michelle to bring and show a lady who calls us from a different country. She's going to show it and interview her. She's not afraid. She, she's going to a country to visit her family and have no money to do the COVID test. And she sent to Button to Christ and said, you could help us. My family want to go visit my sick mother, our family in the island. Could you send some money so we can take the test? Of course we're going to send it. Of course. There's many people suffering and they send to us. If it's the last we have, we're going to give. That's what God called us to do. When you hear the needs of others, 
you are moved with compassion. But a lot of people are holding on. It's a curse. They will hide food underneath the bed so that others don't see. Some people will be cooking and somebody coming over and they will hide the pot so you don't get any. Family members, these are curse. We got to straighten our acts. Let us pray. Father in heaven, great God, this word tonight, Lord, is deep. Let your people fasten their seat belts because a lot of people have this curse of being unkind, that have this mean spirit. They have a lot, and they're holding on to it. And there's a time coming when it's going to be too late, and they're going to regret not giving to help others. I pray, oh God, you see, we move around some people in this ministry who will give their all. If they have a hundred, they want to offer $80 to do your work. And Lord, your blessing is going to be poured out in abundance. I pray that some spell that is up on your people tonight will be broken. It's definitely, Lord, going to be broken through the blood. Guide us now, Lord. Open the ears of your people tonight that they will hear and they will learn something. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen, brethren. Please take note of it. We're going to go into some powerful scriptures. But remember, being mean is a curse. It's different from somebody being conservative and knows how to handle money and know what to do. A lot of people are mean to their own family. You think they're going to help strangers? Some people you'll go to to borrow a hundred and they have tens of thousands in the bank and they will say, I don't have none. The barrels will have to be overflowing. They will give you the leftover. It's a curse. There's certain people that is so generous. That's the love of Christ where you will not turn away your brother. Okay. You see, God is a, a God of love that loves you and I so much. And he has given up so much for you and I. And it's not only say he is he came and died for you and I. It's beyond even that. As Christian, the Bible is clear throughout its pages that we are called to give generously. We can just examine briefly the offering that Abel gave unto God. It was his best. He didn't give something he didn't want, like some of us. 
only thing we'll give to the church is things that is broken and not good. If you're going to give somebody one of your clothes or your suit, you think you will bring them in the house and say, hear what, go to my suit and see what you want and take one. Why don't they chose your best suit, the one you really love? You see, that's generosity. There's no whole bars. The Lord is saying, as God's people, Abel, he said, Abel gave his best to the Lord. That's what he's calling us to do. He didn't give something that he didn't want it or the worst from his field, but only the best he gave because he knew that was what God deserved. So we should do the same and give our best to God and to others. Don't give just the leftover. Even in the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 35, we see the Israelites all generously given the materials and time to build the, the tabernacle, the, the sanctuary of God. If any of those people decided to withhold the materials they own and the skills, do you think the tabernacle would be built? No. What about the widow who had the last piece of bread to eat with her son? And a moat knowing what would happen to them. They're going to be dying. They're going to die. They're going to eat their last meal and die. But was asked by Elijah to share it with him. And she did what? She was kind enough to be obedient. And blessing came after in abundance. Even through the famine, God blessed them with food. That's the God that we serve. That's the loving God. I want you to turn with me to Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 to 8. I really want you to note everything that is said here because it's deep. Second Corinthians 9, 6 to 8 says, But this I say, he will sort sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. You know, this is a parable, you know. You know that God is saying to you tonight, look at the farmer. Take a look at verse 6 here. The farmer goes out with a, a pan full of seed. And then he starts to sow. He take out just a little bit in hand and start to sow. And when the time comes when they start to, to sprung up, only a few comes up because he, he, he sows sparingly. You think he's going to get a lot of fruit? You think it's going to bear a lot? Come on, somebody. No. You, you think it's going to bear a lot then? Because, because he shared sparingly. He can't. He can't get a lot. God is saying. So, so he said, if you, spare, if, you, if you sow abundantly, if he filled his hand, 
with seed and just start to show the whole bucket. You know the amount seed going to start to sprung up? The crop is going to be more. Look, he's comparing it to us that if you give in abundance to people who need, to the needy, Mm-hmm. It's a promise that God will bless us abundantly. But if we mm-hmm. don't give, we hold back against evil or mm-hmm. our own family. Lord of mercy. I'm telling you. Okay, l- l- look at the next verse 7. Every man according as he purposed. He purposed. Purpose. In his heart. So let him give, not grudgingly, or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Mercy. That's blessing the Lord is pronouncing and people who give cheeringly, people who give from the heart. This is a heart problem. That's why I tell you it's a curse. You see, the people who give with a purpose from the heart, is because it's the love of God is touching their heart. You give from the heart. You are motivated to give to help your church, to help the ministry, to move the gospel message. It's not about what and what it's going to do. You are motivated. The Lord is speaking to you. You are connected. You are not saying, I don't want to give. What are they going to do with the money? You don't give grudgingly. You see, grudgingly is when you give reluctantly. You give regretfully. You're not giving from your heart. You're giving, but you're complaining. Oh, I'm giving my tithes, you know, but I wonder what they're going to do with it at the conference. Why do you care? Give. God wants you to give. That's why he said he loved a cheerful giver, somebody who understands that they give from their heart. Look at verse 8. And God is able to make all grace abound to, towards you, that he always having all sufficient in all things may abound to every good work. That's very powerful. That's very powerful. The Lord is making promises that when we give cheerfully, it's a spiritual connection to it. I'm telling you. By the grace, God is saying, let us give because there's a reward in giving. God is saying there's a reward coming if we give from the heart. Not if you just give because everybody's giving and you have a lot of money. So you decide, I'm just going to give anyway. Okay. Let's look at our next scripture. Let's turn back to Luke. Go to Luke 11, verse 13. Just underline and mark these scriptures because they are deep brethren. We're talking about giving. And it says in verse 13, If he then, being evil, knows how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? 
God is teaching us that he is the ultimate giver. He has given us so much, and we are holding back. God is comparing the earthly man who gives to his children and how he is the ultimate giver who given us life abundantly. What a God we serve. What a mighty rock. If you being evil knows how to give good gifts, what about me, God? God wants us to imitate him, to give, not sparingly, but give from our heart. And don't be somebody who hide everything and pretend God is saying, listen, we got to pass this on. We got to pass it on, brethren. That's what God wants us to do. It's going to get even deeper. I want you to go to Malachi. Malachi 3, verse 10. You see, God is teaching his people. Malachi 3, verse 10 to 12. Hear what it says. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. You see, this is deep. I know you read it all the time. Bring ye all the tithes. Bring the gifts. Bring it from your heart into the storehouse. A storehouse is where you keep things so when things are scarce, you can go to that place, that storage. God is saying, I want to store some things for the needy. Bring things in from the heart that there may be meat in my house. Meat. And this meat is the word. It can be the food, the physical food. Bring he the tithes. Bring the gift in. So that there will be meat in abundance to do us, to give others. But there's a blessing to it. It says, and prove me now, herewith saith the Lord of hosts. Prove me. The Lord is saying, this is a promise. Bring the blessing. Give from your heart and see how I'm going to bless you. Especially when you give to the house of the Lord. I'm going to bless you. If I will not open you a windows of heaven and pour you out the blessing that there shall be not room enough to receive it. I don't think we really study the scripture and dig a little bit deeper, brethren. God is saying to you and I, if you give from the heart, I will open a window. He could have said a door. But he said a window, and you're not going to have room. Do you know that you can pray and say, Lord, I've been faithful to you, Lord, and now I'm in need, Lord. Could you open that window? You could pray that God will open the window, brethren. You're going through some struggles. You can find this and, and underline it. He said he will pour out the blessing that you shall have not enough room to receive it. The blessing will come in abundance. And that's what happens when people give. I want to tell you, I'm not tooting my own horn. But I'm telling you, God has blessed me with a gift 
has given. I've been given to my family, to friends. Nobody know my basket or how much do I have. I'm always given. And even when it's running dry, I'm given. And by the time I look around, it's full again. And I'm telling you, I can't remember the last time I wanted to borrow any money from anybody. I can't remember way back. I look as far back and I can't even remember. And I'm not kidding you. People around you can tell can tell you that I'm not joking. My family is on the phone right now. I know my sister is on the line right now from Jamaica. My niece, Alicia, was on the line. And other family members are listening right now. And they can tell you that 99% of the time, I never say no. If they call me and ask me, if I don't have it, I will find it and give them. That's the heart that the Lord given me. And you know what? I have no need to even borrow a cent. Because God is always blessing me. Every time I give, there's replenishment. God is telling you here, listen, he said, if you give and bring to my storehouse, I will pour you out a blessing. You're not going to have room to restore it. We claim that. We are powerful people of the Lord. You claim it. Listen, we don't understand it. I spoke to a few people a few months ago, and I tell them, listen, if you make up your, your bill or what you need to pay per month, and if what you need to pay per month is, say, $2,000, and you're only bringing in $1,200, you need to go to God in prayer and say, Lord, I need to bring in 2500 so that I have abundance to even give to your cause. You need to tell God that. If you're not telling the Lord and going for that, we don't know how to budget. We really don't know how to budget, brethren. And I'm telling you, we come from a church where people just live. And a lot of people don't have insurance because they think that when you buy insurance, you're putting your trust in the insurance company. It's not so. We put our trust in God, but you can have insurance for sure. Because if you die, who's going to bury it? The church is in trouble trying to bury a lot of people who never planned. They never save a dime, and the church and people have to go to different websites and look money, go fund me to look money to bury people who was in a job and could have saved. To be a careless people, that's what God taught. People don't want to pay insurance because it's $50 a month, say it's too much. But we will go and buy here product for $500. We'll buy a shoes for $600. We'll buy a jacket for $800. But we don't put a little things in the basket to save for a rainy day. We don't bring anything in the storehouse. But when the famine comes, we are the first one running to the storehouse. But we weren't contributing. God sees everything. You see, God's people are not foolish people. We use wisdom. You make preparation. No wonder 
some nation making it big. You know why? When their loved one is there, they take out insurance to bury them and take out a little extra. And when they die, they may get 200000 and they may put it to use and invest it and can multiply to help the families to be solid and to be established. But a lot of people say, no, 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 God will take care of it. That's why God gave the talent for us to multiply and the wisdom for us to not sit down, but to go forth and multiply doing the work of the Lord. That's part of it, stewardship. We have to use wisdom. We can't be in a predicament and stay in there and cry every day. You know, if you're sending money to somebody back home, and every month you have to give them $100, and they are strong, and they can work, why not buy them a bicycle so they can ride around and make something, and after a while you can win them off? But if you keep sending $100 every month, why should they work then? I'm telling you. God wants his people to do wise. We got to give, but as the Spirit leads, he said, bring to my storehouse. God is calling you, all of us, to prove him. Bring to his house and prove him. Hear what he said, I will, I will pour out the blessing upon you so you don't have room to restore it. Listen to what verse 11 says. We are in Malachi chapter 3, verse 11. It's powerful. I'm going to wrap up soon. But you, you got to get this version. I have like a couple more scriptures. Listen to this. Verse 11 says, I will rebuke the devourer, devourer for your sake, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Wow. This is so powerful. That's an assurance. Listen. It's an assurance that anything you lay hands on, it's going to become gold. No insect, nothing can eat your plant. You will be in a community where there's locusts all over the place, grasshoppers and all different insects and rabbits and everything. And when they come to your plant, they walk past it. They can't touch it. That's when we give our tithe. That's when we are committed. That's when we are faithful givers. That's when you have the gift. You're not tight. You're not mean. You're not hiding all your money, especially from your own family. And you pretend like you don't have no money. And every time they come and say, could you help me with that? You say, no, no, no. I'm struggling to have no money when you have tens of thousands of dollars in the bank. You know what happens to many people? They die and leave it. And somebody else claim it from the government. They're not even part of your family because you are hiding it from your own family. Mercy, Lord. Mercy. He said he will destroy and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in, in the year, said the Lord of hosts. And verse 12, and all nations shall call you blessed. For he shall be a, a delightsome land, saith the Lord of 
house. They shall call you blessed. Mercy. When you walk around, they say, hey, how you doing there? Blessed, man. You're always shining, man. When you look on your face, it's all smiles and everything working in your favor. I'm blessed. That's when you bring to the storehouse. That's when you're faithful to God. That's when you have the gift of giving. I'm just praising God because you have some generous people who we don't even know, who donate to this ministry, who give. I praise God for these blessed people because as we get the funds, we are given. And every time we need more equipment so we can uh, produce better programs, I'm telling you, we need better equipment. And praise God, there's some people who is always giving. When we look at nothing coming in, boom, somebody just go and just send us some money that we can use to even pay the bill. That's blessing. God is going to multiply. Everything they touch is going to be fruitful. That's the God we serve. That's the loving God. Let's look at 1 John. 1 John 3. We're going to wind down soon, but we gotta we got to go into these scriptures before we close up. God, 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 God is... It's powerful. God is powerful. God is powerful. First John chapter three, verse sixteen to eighteen. And hear what it says. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. That's love. God already gave us everything. And he's saying, can you give your brothers everything? In other words, he's not saying go die for your brother, but would you lay down your life in the sense of giving your life saving, giving a down payment to your brother so that they can own a house to Take a second mortgage out so you can give somebody who are walking to buy a car. These are sacrifices. God is asking you, do you have such love in your heart to give? Or do you love to just hide? Do you think you're going to a curse? Everything you go, as I said, you buy the worst. You live in the dollar store. Because all you want to buy is the worst. And you have money hiding. And you don't even want to buy the proper nutrition. You don't even want to buy the right type of food, the vegetarian food. You go to the cheapest store and pick up all the tomatoes that is rusty and crushing, that cost a couple cents. And you go home and you have the bank account full with money. Instead of eating right and buy the best, go to the best vegetarian store and buy the best. Because we are kings. We are, we, are, we are people of the living God. Do you really do that? Listen, verse 17 says, But whoso, whoso had this world, world's good, and seeketh his brother, have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him. 
how dwelleth the love of God in him. If you see a brother really need and you hide it, you shut up your bowels of compassion, is God really in you? Look at verse 18. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Let us not just talk like an empty barrel. Just say, oh, man, I'm so such a giver. I will give you anything, man. You know, don't worry. I will help you out. And when you really need and go to them, they turn you down. And you know they have the money. You really need even $200 to fix your car. And you, you know you're going to get paid next two weeks. And you go to somebody who's so close to you. You're always there for them. And you ask them, could you lend me $200? And they said, no. Or they say, you know what? I have to ask my wife first. Just a way out to say, no, I don't want to help. I'm telling you, a lot of these people, it's cursed. There's no way somebody's going to come to me and I have it. I will go. I will do an e-transfer. I'm telling you, brethren, if we hold on and don't understand the love of Christ, and we just talk and no action, the Lord is saying, listen, there's a day coming. When you say, Lord, he's going to say, depart from me. I never know you. I'm telling you. He's going to say, I was sick and you didn't visit me. I was in jail. Did you visit me? No. You were too busy. You didn't care for me. And now you're saying, Lord, Lord. It's indeed. The Lord is saying, do the action. Don't do the, the lip thing. Don't just talk that I love the Lord, but you treat your brother bad. And you're hiding all the money. If you want your money to multiply, don't hide it like the man with the one talent. Who hide it, dig a hole and put it, and when the Lord come, he come brave and say, wow, I have mine. The Lord says, what did you do with it? You didn't multiply it? If we don't invest in your family and others and help, how do you think it's going to multiply? There's going to be no blessing. No blessing coming down because we're holding, we're hiding from the Lord. Let's look at Acts chapter 20. Last scripture I'll use. Acts chapter 20. I'm telling you, brethren, this is deep. You see, we don't understand the power of giving. That is a gift. Christ came and he died for you and I. It's a gift. God sent his only son. It's a gift. When you give and you give from the heart, it's powerful. Acts chapter 20, verse 35. I have showed you all things, how that so laboring you are to support the weak. And to remember the words of the Lord Jesus. Who? Jesus. How he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Hello, somebody. I'm going to read it again. Hello, hello. Listen. He says, I have showed you all things. 
God is saying, I've showed you. I've shown you some scripture tonight. I've appealed to you that if you have the spirit of being mean and hiding money from your own family and you have a lot of money and you're sitting on it while others are suffering, the Lord is saying, I have showed you all things. How that so laboring he ought to support the weak, the people who don't have it, the less fortunate who don't have money, who's struggling in a little job. The Lord says, and to remember the words of Lord Jesus. Oh, he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. That's already a blessing being pronounced upon people that give from their hearts. Praise God for people who love to give. Praise God for people who love to give. In the New Testament, God himself gave us his only son because he loves us so much. That son died on the cross for us. It sets us, it sets a model that generosity in God's people should be sacrificial. It's not being generous. It's something that you have to write down and say, listen, I'm going to donate. I'm going to help. It's not only just if I have extra, I will give. I don't have it. I'm telling you, a lot of people are rich and they sit on the money and they're going to die leaving and they don't even eat neither. Because it's a curse. One of Jesus' most powerful miracles is feeding up to 5,000. Do you remember? That's an act of kindness. His disciples asked him to send them away. What are we going to give them? Because there was no more food to feed the crowd. But he beseeched them to stay. And they were indeed fed. That is deep. That's generosity. That's kindness. God said to, to them, don't send them away. That's stepping out in faith. Don't send somebody away who come to ask you for help. Try something to help them. Try. Go in the storehouse and see what you have. Go in your cupboard and share the food. Because you know what? That week may be your last week. We don't know. Remember, I shared a testimony about my mother. I'm going to share it in closing here. I shared a testimony about my mother in Jamaica. She was living over in the country. And she was cooking her dinner. I think it was like a Sunday dinner a big pot of rice and peas. And then she saw a gentleman pass and say hi and went to his cultivation, his ground, grounds. And when he was coming back, the man was crying. So he, she stopped him and said, what happened? He said, I went to get my food and somebody stole all the yam that I was going to dig to go and feed my family today. And we don't have no food. And my mother said, okay, okay, don't worry. Come over. And my mother took the pot off 
and share half of it. She don't know this gentleman. It's not somebody she was familiar with. This is a stranger. We talk about the good Samaritan who is always willing to help, who is always willing. God have a few people like that, always willing. Nobody have to even ask them to give. And when they were there, my mom shared the food for, the, for him, put it in a container, and he was happy, and he went on. My mother never seen him again for about 20 years. They moved from there to where we live now, close to the street in St. Elizabeth. One day, she heard the dog barking, and somebody calling out and says, is Mrs. Baker there? Could I talk to you? So my mother said, okay. My mother don't recognize this person. She said, who are you? And he said, I brought a present for you. And he brought a package for my mom, brought 200 US dollars, and gave her in an envelope and said, listen, I'm the gentleman that you shared the food with 20 years ago. I now live in America, and I haven't forgotten the kindness of your heart. And I came back to repay you, to bring you something of appreciation to say thanks. Mercy. My mother told me that my heart was moved with compassion. My heart was moved when she told me 20 years after a long time, she had no recollection of this man. And he came back all the way to say thanks. He inquired in the neighborhood, where does she live? That's the goodness of your heart. It will pay off. Some people, it may not pay off in this life, but it may pay off in the life to come. The Lord is asking you, how do you treat people around you? Brethren, I come across some people that is so tight that they don't eat. They, are, they, they, they don't eat proper. Their hygiene is not proper, and they have a lot of money. It's a curse. You hide the money. You're building up the money in the account, and every time you go online and look on it and say, okay, I'm going to reach 50000 now. I'm going to save it for my retirement. You may not even live to see your retirement. And somebody come and knock your door and says, I need $200 to borrow. And you said, no, no, I have none. I myself is suffering. I have none. We lie. It's a curse. God is calling his people to give. He gave his only begotten son to die for you and I. It should have been us. That's pure love. That's the love that God wants us to pass on tonight. To break down, to pray against the stronghold of being mean and tight and, 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 and stingy. God wants us to have an open heart, a heart of compassion. I carry some change in my pocket all the time I carry some change, I'm feeling them right now. But when I get to the stoplight and somebody come up and say, could I have something? 
ask the Lord in prayer, I give. You may say, oh, but they're going to use it for that. Just give. It's a blessing to give. And as I give, all I have is multiplying daily. And I say, Lord, you're so good. You're so gracious. You said the righteous, David said, I was young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I see begging bread. Never. If we learn to give, the blessings will come in abundance. If you plant fruits, they're going to bear more than the year before because you're given. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what you do. If you sell tomato, they're going to bear more. If you sell honey, there's going to be more bees coming, making more honey when you give. God love a cheerful giver. He's asking you tonight to give from your heart. If you find yourself being tight and mean and don't give, don't even lend, God is saying it's a curse. We really need to pray to be delivered and pray for some of our families who are so tight, you know they have money and they will prefer go to their grave than help you. Only God, I pray tonight that somebody will learn something. Somebody tonight as we close will learn something that the God that we serve is a loving God. God that we serve is a loving God. May God just bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. And may you have peace. May you have rest. God bless you tonight. And may you learn to give. And that's part of learning to leave. As the song came to me, learn to leave. Learning to lean on Jesus. Virgin, please. Learn to lean on Jesus. And be this cheerful giver. And the blessings definitely will come in abundance. May the good God be with you. And may his face shine upon you. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Happy Sabbath. As we will now have the prayer request. In Jesus' name.